Welcome to the Dead Format, episode 127. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined by the unevolved Pokemon form of Larry Bird, Tom Smiley. And we're here to talk about Legacy. What is the unevolved? Uh, <laughs> I, I, like, okay. Is that the wrong word? Is it devolved? I, I mean, I think, I think Larry Bird would be like a fully evolved Pokemon. Yeah, so I guess yeah. I am like the, I, I'm like less than the Squirtle to Larry Bird or the Bulbasaur <laughs> to Larry Bird, whatever Larry Bird would be. I don't know what those are, but I know <laughs> that uh, when I put this in the show notes for our episode last week that we never recorded, I was thinking of something specific and I have no idea what it was anymore. So okay. I tried to, tried to work it in. Actually, it's the same thing with this Wall Street bets thing. <laughs> that was... Uh, that was a little more relevant last week. Is it? Because I feel like it's still going on. Either that or just everybody is still trying to figure out exactly what happened and how it got pulled off yeah. and how far GameStop is going to go. Yeah, for sure, man. It's funny because like a lot of people are looking at it from like a fundamentals perspective or whatever. They're like, oh, these people are going to lose their shirts. you know. Like... But that was the whole idea behind everybody shorting it in the first place. Right. Like, the, you know, people are just saying, oh, you know, you're you're the greater fool. If you're if you haven't sold out yet, you're going to get wrecked. But like I've talked to a lot of people that are holding the stock and it's like they don't care if they make any money off of it. You know, like it was it was like throwing away a hundred dollars or whatever, like a symbolic like, you know, being part of something. Right. Like It was it, it's an experience like buying a video game or something. It's, it's I mean, like, it would have been it would have been nice to get out at three fifty, and then you could have bought a lot of video games. Yeah, but. yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, you know, it, it's not really about that. I think that's what uh, you know people might be missing if they're looking at this sort of from a peripheral yep. perspective. At least you didn't buy Dogecoin at six cents. <laughs> Was it six cents? It, it hit six cents at the point. My my guildmates were like, "Yeah, I got it at like half a cent." And I was nice. like, "Oh, this is." ridiculous but yeah at, at one point the coin had like a 26 billion dollar cap and i was like come on the first thing you click on like the article about it is like it is a meme coin it was yep. never intended to be used for anything yeah i love how they're like oh you know the fcc is going to be looking into uh what happened here with the hedge funds and with GameStop? And it's like, yeah, the the FCC looked into Bernie Madoff forty times. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking useless. So yeah, I mean, luck. maybe I, I don't want to talk about the regulatory side of it because I don't really know too much about it. But it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's one way to put it for sure. Uh, real quick before we get into it, I wanted to say we received an email from uh, Eben. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It might be just be like Evan. Yeah, I feel like if it's a name, it's Evan. Knights of the Evan Hand. Uh, That's like yeah. a normal name. Is it? I mean, Ian's not really a normal name, I guess. So. Yeah, no, Evan is definitely a normal name. Okay. So, yeah, we, we got a uh, message from, from our buddy Evan. And it came at a great time, honestly, because this cast, I mean, I don't know how you're feeling. You, you've had a lot going on in your life, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's been complicated by me playing other video games a lot, but everything is just crazy, and I'm tired all the time. But, uh, but yeah, your your life has been crazier than mine with the move and the new job and everything. I don't know about that, man. I feel like uh, I'm kind of in one spot 24-7. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm going to Arizona next week. You might actually have to know that for recording purposes. I'm going to be for, in Arizona. For business stuff? Yeah. Are you gonna see? You're gonna to get to see all of our Arizona fans. Yeah. Ha- Hackbert, Hackbert's got some like broccoli for you. Holy shit! Wait, I forgot about that. I forgot about this whole thing. I yeah, we have like a whole up. Arizona contingent. Yeah. Wait. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Well, I know Arizona's kind of like a big state. Um, no, it's only four. It's like a a little square though. I mean, it is a big state for sure, but really everybody lives in like. Tempe flag or Phoenix Scottsdale Tempe that little Tucson triangle there okay so 
my experience of Arizona is you're never more than an hour from anybody else. It's sort let, of let like, me uh, let me look. Yeah. Okay, I think he lives near Fla- Phoenix. Yeah, unless you're in Flagstaff, like it's a little farther, but yeah, he might be right outside of Phoenix. Yeah, I, I actually like. I I've really had a lot of fun in Arizona when I've been out there before, but um, I never had to go out there for work, so we'll see. Okay. But yeah, no, this email came at a great time because like you know we we have obviously have let our recording schedule go to shit of course in the past like four weeks or whatever it's been we probably released like two episodes and they were like a little off schedule off balance a little but yeah it's sort of hard right now right like we're sort of uh we're in the doldrums we we were in the doldrums like the longest time between set releases is always between the, the fall set and the winter set anyway yep and the weather sucks and usually there'd be a lull in gps uh, although we did have louisville that one year during the uh winter months but yep there's like this sort of like break that magic takes anyway so we were kind of in that so that's a small excuse i'm going to use but also like you know we've we've been dealing with this format like this oko format i mean uro's going on a year right now isn't that crazy it it is kind of crazy, especially with it being bugged online. But I think more of the more of like the doldrums that I was in was not having a paper event to play, and that's sort of like yeah. what refocuses me every once in a while. And uh, not not having that definitely is uh, definitely it took a toll on my my productivity with the cast for sure. Yeah, bro, I I feel you. I was uh I got bit by the bug too, man. Like I got that fucking mini sega for a while and i i reboxed it and gave it to my brother Mm -hmm. but i he got me into star ocean you ever play star ocean no he's like you gotta play this game and uh, let me look this up i downloaded the emulator like the playstation emulator and figured out how to get like two discs and everything to work Mm -hmm. and uh i've been fucking deep in this game bro Okay, I just googled it, and there was a it was like a restaurant that came up in Massachusetts, but oh, now really? I have the video game. Okay, yeah, like Star Ocean Two, I guess it is, but it's like one of the last console RPGs before they went like MMO, in my opinion. I mean, maybe uh, what's that one that Alyssa plays? Final Fantasy Fourteen. No, Skyrim. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Skyrim is single player. Yeah, that might be. That might actually be the uh, proving my point wrong, but I was gonna say but it was one of the I, last I th- ones. even think that uh, Elder Scrolls came out with an MMO. Uh, uh, yeah, it did. It did for sure. Because I bought the uh, I bought the collector's edition, thinking it was gonna be great, and it was just like, it was not great. So wait, Alyssa plays Final Fantasy fourteen. She okay. She did for a long time. Okay. Yeah. When did that come out? Uh oh, God. Two thousand. Okay, hold on. Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, I guess twenty ten. But we didn't play back in twenty ten. We played um, the first expansion. So we played Heaven's Ward. Um, two thousand fifteen. Gotcha. So that's that's when we sort of got into it. Nice. Yeah, I tried playing. I was like, man, I should really play some of these Final Fantasy games. Like, I never played any games at all after, mm-hmm. like, 1997. So, I tried 7, and, bro, 7 is just trash. Like, Wait, I'm sorry if what? anybody likes that game. Final what? Fantasy 7. What? Did you play that game? What? Did you just call Final Fantasy... You called Final Fantasy 7 trash. It's really bad, bro. And what? I played, like, 5 what? Are you RPGs. Talking? Did you play, like, the remastered version? I don't know, man. I just Did downloaded you played... the version. I... Okay. It was really bad. Like I, I was getting physically ill from like motion sickness from the the, the way that the combat works. It's con- the the camera's constantly jumping around and like jumping up in the air. It's like Street Fighter mixed with RPG. So I don't know whether or not like I can trust you anymore about video games at all. You like Final Fantasy VII? Final Fantasy VII was like one of the greatest games, like 
period. That's what I've heard. And my my brother actually warned me. He's like, bro, seven is overrated. You got to play ten. Okay. Well, I think seven was really the last one that I played through. But when that came out my freshman year of college, that game was outstanding. So I don't know if you're still playing, like, the original version and comparing it to, like, modern games or if you're playing the remastered version. But Final Fantasy VII was really good. Yeah, I don't know, man. Star Ocean's from, I guess, came out the same year as Final Fantasy VII. But he's like, that's the that's the legit game. And uh, I, I have to agree so far. Maybe okay. I'll go back and finish Final Fantasy VII, but I was not enjoying it. Have you have you played The Last of Us? <sighs> I thought that was a movie. Okay, well they made it into a movie, but originally it was a game, and I wanted to get your opinion on The Last of Us so we could, I could like just th- either throw out your opinion forever, or say like, okay, maybe maybe he's got a point here. What game is it for? What system is it for? Uh, I think it originally came out on PS3, but it was yeah. remastered for PS4. I played it originally on the PS4. I've never had a PlayStation. So that's that's uh, somewhat limiting, I guess, to my experiences. Okay. Yeah, I think it's PlayStation exclusive. I could be wrong. Gotcha. Yeah, bro. But I I've just been like kind of getting into this emulator shit, and it's it's hard, man. RPGs are so addictive. I don't have to tell you about this, but like. Uh, nope, you don't. <laughs> the, the whole quest thing and like getting gear and leveling and like there's always something you have to do before you save and, and exit. So, yeah. Like. It, it's <laughs> tell just tell me about it. Brutal, it's taking me man. so much effort not to open up World of Warcraft right now to like to be playing, but I'm not. I'm focused. We're doing the cast. <laughs> it's 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 brutal, man. But yeah, so thank you, uh, Evan, for the email. Uh, just saying that he appreciates our cast along with our comp- uh, compatriots over at uh, Leaving a Legacy, Eternal Dirtles, etc. So yeah. I wanted to say thanks. It's it's nice to know people are listening. We actually got a lot of feedback. I got a lot of feedback on our last episode. People enjoyed that. Actually, you said you had a story, didn't you? For this okay. episode. So listen, I'm sure that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what that story was about. You said I, something I remember about having telling to walk you and being in pain. Because it was such a good story. Okay. What was it about? You said something about having to walk and being in pain. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So I took a trip to Treehouse. Um, and I took my kid because my wife was like, all right, if you're going to Treehouse, bring the kid. I'll have, I'll have an afternoon to myself. You can go get some beer. <laughs> okay. So went out to Treehouse, got some beer on the way home. And uh, my kid, kind of without warning, because he hadn't been sick or anything, just throws up in the back. And all I hear was like, Bleh. And it's bad. Like I pull over. He's like, I'm feeling better, Dad, but I threw up. Wait, you didn't give him that purple haze, did you? No, I did. I did not give my kid Okay, because then I would say I understand. No, so no, 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 I, no, no. I feel his pain. So anyway, I clean it up. It's still all over the back of the of the um, passenger seat, kind of on the window, on the door. Uh, get back in the car, start driving home again. Throws up like five times on the way home. Oh. Gets home and he feels perfectly fine. He like, he wants to get McDonald's and he takes a tub. And his stomach is completely good. I think it was just, like, motion sickness from the car ride. Yeah, bro. And, I, um, I feel that. And he was just, he was he was feeling so sick in the car. But anyway, the car's a mess. Like, I do my best to try to clean it up. Yeah. But, um, but I need to get it, uh, I need to get it, like, detailed or, like, cleaned out where I know that I'm not going to be able to go, get all this stuff out. But if I go to, like, a nice interior car wash or, uh, or a detailing place, I'll be able to take care of it. And my wife was like, listen, you have to do this. My car's all messed up. Like, you just go do it. So I'm looking at all the places around me that do car detailing. And so many of them were just, like, closed because of COVID. No, like, notice when I was looking up the phone numbers. Just numbers not picking up and all that. So I um, I drive my wife's car to the closest car dealing, detailing place that I can um, that I can get to. And maybe it's, like, a mile and a half, two miles away. Um, I, I didn't think that the place was going to be super busy. So I was like, okay, maybe I can wait half an hour, 45 minutes. I'll be good. I'll drive the car home. But they were like, no, it's going to be like three or four hours. We can just call you when it's done. So this is like the super cold day last week where it was like, it was in the single digits. Yeah. So I walk, um, 
two two miles home, mile and a half, two miles, oh. and I'm like dying, right? And I'm like, okay, well at least I'll be able to get my car and uh, and drive drive Alyssa back. She'll like I'll I'll just ha- drop her off, pay for it. She can drive her car home, and then it'll be good. And then I realized I left my keys <laughs> at the car detailing place, which has the only copy of my car key. <laughs> so I have to walk back. Then when yeah. I get there to tip them, because you're supposed to tip the people that do that, they don't have an ATM. They're, they're only taking cards. There's no cash there. So I have to walk another, like, three or four blocks to the liquor store oh. and get cash and walk back. So, like, I haven't exercised at all since COVID. And I walked, <laughs> like, I walked a good four or five miles in, like, the freezing cold. And that that was going to be my story. That was going to be my story. Um, wow. And I'm glad Were that you, you remembered twitchy? that it had something to do with Were your muscles all twitchy? Like your, your, oh, your it's muscles? the worst. Okay, so I was so out of breath. Like, I had that, like, you know, like, right after you work out or the day after you, wor- you work out, your legs kind of have that burning feeling and they get tight? Yeah. I, I had that the same day just from walking. Uh, it was brutal. It was brutal. That's like lactic acid poisoning. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you get lactic acid buildup when you, like... When you use your muscles like that, when they haven't been used in a while, yeah, but yep. like that's supposed to be uh, part of the recovery process, not part of the uh, the actual workout process. Yeah. That's yeah. what's bad. It uh, it was not good. So, yeah. so there you go. So wait, did you get your test yet? Okay, no. Another story. I have my follow up <laughs> doctor's appointment. I got approved. Uh, the doctor that I met with has to send in like my uh, my dosage and all of that. And they just haven't for two weeks. So the shipment hasn't gone out. I guess they, they sent me an email back being like, listen, we're we're experiencing like hyper growth. I don't, <laughs> like there have been so many people that have signed up because of COVID. Like we're, we're just having a hard time processing the number of new people that we have. So we'll, uh, we'll see when that happens. My sister has like, she already got married. She was planned to be last May. Uh, and uh, she's having, like, the actual get-together where there'll actually be people around, like, this coming May. Mm-hmm. So I I bought a suit for it. I got fitted and all of that. And I bought the suit last February. Yeah. So if you think about the amount of weight I gained in the one year of COVID, I don't I don't even want to put it on anymore. I spent a How good amount of money. How much weight did you gain, do you think? How much weight did I gain? Yeah. I mean, enough to make a tailored suit not fit. Yeah, yeah. I probably probably 20 pounds yeah i think that that is like a reasonable assumption maybe a little where, bit less i think that's about where i'm at compared to april or whatever probably 15 pounds yeah i so i gotta i gotta get on that i'm gonna be looking like a like a marshmallow yeah damn bro well good luck with that what do you dude, this Super Bowl sucks. How does it suck? Tom Brady's in it. You know, it sucks. The the one good thing about it is I'm I'm glad that Brady's in it because it kind of uh I like Brady more than Belichick, I guess, is what it comes down to. Okay. Like, I think I makes, think you can like them both. It but makes Belichick I'm... look bad, you know. <laughs> okay. So I, I definitely like them both. Um I, I like Brady more because he's a player, right? Like, yeah. if you're rooting for a coach more than more hey, than come on, bro. one Belichick of the best, was a he was a tight end for Wesleyan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. But no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. Like, there was always this argument. You know, Belichick never won without Brady, but you know, was was Brady just a system quarterback or whatever? And I feel like. Honestly, putting aside like the 2007 to to 2010 uh, sort of years, Brady kind of was a system. Like those years were obviously insane, you know. Well, I mean, like anytime you have you have a wide receiver like Randy Moss, like the Patriots' offensive skill players during that time was just yeah. insane. Yeah, that's true too. They had yeah. First it was Moss and Welker, and then it was Gronk and Hernandez, and with Welker and you know he he did have some great players at that point but I think that uh this year aside from like you know 
07, this was the most impressive season, in my opinion, for Brady. Oh, especially because he was 43. Like, obviously, he had a huge amount of offensive talent around him. It was kind of raw. But, like, you you take a look at what, what's going on in the playoffs for them, and you see, like, Leonard Fournette not getting a ton of press this year, just in their running back core doing work. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. I really like Tampa Bay. Mostly because of Brady and Gronk, but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna root for a team, it's definitely not gonna be Kansas City. Yeah, it's weird, man. I almost never root for the NFC, but I think I have to root for Tampa Bay in this one. I mean, if if Breeze or Rogers were in it, I'd be rooting for them too. Yeah, I I really wanted, bro. How sick would a Packers Bills Super Bowl have been? Like, how beautiful is that? I, uh. I would have rather had a Tampa Bay Bills Super Bowl. I think that storyline would have been amazing. <laughs> like you guys, you guys got got uh, checked by Brady for the last two decades, and now yeah. you got to get <laughs> through him again. Kind of funny. That I didn't even think about that. That is pretty funny. I, I would have liked to see either the Packers or the Bills in there more than the other team, but and I, I really do like rooting for the Packers for what it's worth. But I don't know, man. It's funny, like, this Tampa Bay team kind of reminds me of, like, an NHL. Like, sometimes you'll have a team that, like, uh, you know, makes, like, the second round of the playoffs or something, and then their co- their contracts line up in such a way that they, they can sort of, like, sell out to make a push. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, trade some picks or whatever. You don't really see that in the NFL too much. Like, sometimes you'll see, like, you know, a team gets a quarterback, like a uh, – like the Rams getting Stafford or whatever, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I understand what you're saying. When the Jets got Brett Favre, that sort of thing. But like, you don't really see that in the NFL. But then you see like Indomitian Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, fucking Antonio Brown, yep. all on this Tampa see, Bay it, team. It more reminds me of like an NWO type wrestling situation with all the characters that they have on there, like Indomitian uh, Sue. Yeah. and Antonio Brown, like, just being the nutbags that they are. And yeah. Sue has been, like, he's been tame or more tame since he's came to Tampa Bay, but just, like, his his attitude is, is insane. And they lost, like, Winfield and Whitehead. They lost, like, so many players. I thought for sure they were going to get shredded by the pack, and they did not. I didn't think they were going to win either. I was rooting for them, but if I was going to bet money, I, I would not have bet on them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm actually glad I didn't bet. I would have lost as well. But, yeah, I, all's well that ends well. It sucks. I, I really don't like the Chiefs team, man. I, I don't. But I, I also don't. So, yeah, we talked last episode about the Kaldheim spoilers that were out thus far. There were a few more that I thought were relevant. One of them was the Tybalt card that you mentioned on the last mm-hmm. podcast, but I hadn't seen, so I was just sort of, like, agreeing with you or something. Okay. But there's a... It's, like, a double face card. One in a black for Valky, God of Lies, which is a leg- legendary uh, creature, which is, uh, like, a... Sort of like a freebooter. It's a uh, one in a black, and you get to take a creature... From their hands until it leaves play mm-hmm. but on the other side it's a five black red tibble which is like a seven mana planeswalker it's as big as you'd expect a seven mana planeswalker to be but the reason it's a story is because you can cascade into the planeswalker from like a shardless agent mm-hmm. and i think you said that on the podcast last time and i just sort of was like yeah thinking that like there was some way to flip it into the planeswalker i didn't realize that they'd done this thing because these are effectively just split cards just like a different iteration of split cards right yeah but there there were the original um they changed the rules so that you couldn't play the double face cards as the backside but this one you can i thought what the fuck is that so i'm not exactly sure i i i don't know because it's, I know that like they they did they went back and they changed the rule for some of the cards where you couldn't cascade into call. the to the higher mana side, but now like um, because the rules on these flip cards 
allow you to play either side. I don't know the rule specifics behind it, but they changed it so you couldn't do that before, and now you can with this one. And I have not been keeping up with any of the rules changes or the reasons why, but it's for real that you can't do that. Well, or I mean, that you the can reasons do that now. Why, the reason why is so that it gets some burn in Modern and Legacy, right? I mean, I'm not trying to be like, cynical about it or well i think it's just like they designed the card and then when they looked when they looked at the comprehensive rules when they made all of that all of like how these cards work they're like okay well this one you can i don't know if it was kind of i, I don't know if they did that on purpose um but but yeah. i think they definitely did because there's that like tybalt's trickery in the set so yep. it seems like you know it was designed to play with this card potentially you know what I mean? Like, there's sort of, like, uh, the historic format, like, putting some sort of, like, a sneak-and-show combo deck into historic, like, I feel like they they wanted it to be broken like that. I don't think that it's like, oh, the rules are the rules, and we can't change them. Like, they did this on purpose, right? So, I, I don't know. It's just, it really sits the wrong way with me, because I feel like they finally cleaned up that loophole, and now they're just bringing it back. Just for the fuck of it right okay i mean maybe maybe they are i don't i don't think so what do you what do you mean i i think that they they probably weren't thinking about cascade or maybe they were i, I don't think they were really thinking about the implications for for eternal formats when they were designing the card i just yeah i don't i don't think so so you think it's it's more like they just made the card and then it worked that way on moto so they just said <laughs> yeah or i i'm not sure if they have like a like part of their r&d team check rules interactions with the card or with the new cards um and like double check things that, that actually maybe they don't no I'm, I'm going that they don't um so i think that's kind of just how it worked yeah well either way um really not a fan of that but just, just because of the consistency right it, it just sits wrong with me but um, there's also this card, Doomscar, which is a Wrath. It's a three white, white Wrath, but it has Foretell. So you can just tuck tuck it away for two mana and play it for three later on. I actually yeah. love that card. Did you see the Did you see the Snow Tutor? The one that gets, uh, it's like two and a white. I, I don't know if it's Legacy playable, but it's two and a white. And it gets a snowland, a snow sorcery, a legendary cre- a legendary permanent, or like it gets a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of any way to use it, but I did see that. There's also the snow hate card. I don't know if you saw this, but it's uh, what's like the, the two mana artifact that's never gonna see play. No, Redain, God of War- God of the Worthy. It's uh, two and a is that white. the white one? Yeah, it's two and a white for a two three flying vigilance. Yep. Snowlands, your opponent's control under the battlefield tapped. And non creature spells that cost four or more cost an additional two. Yep. No, I, yeah, I saw that too. I think it's probably too expensive for legacy, but Yeah, it's too conditional, right? I mean like it is true that everybody's playing Snowlands, but like they also have to fetch Snowlands, so like you just play the Thalia Heretic Cathar, right? Yeah, I mean, like, and that doesn't more. that doesn't really see a lot of play either. I just, I, I don't know if it's good enough. But last no, time we saw, like, is, a white but... Death and Taxes-ish card like that, um, I was wrong about it. So I, I hope to re- be wrong about this one. Wait, what is that? The, um... Skyclave Apparition. Spark? Oh, oh, yeah, we were, yeah, we were very wrong about that one. What's the one from War of the Spark that I'm thinking of? The white, white, 2-2 flyer. Uh, the one that you were like, this could see play? No, that wasn't a flying creature, was it? Yeah, it, it's just like a secretly flying creature. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name, but... Uh, I, I remember what you were talking it's about. Legendary Depths Hoser. Anyway, um, that card is pretty borderline. Like, it, it's not bad, but I don't think it's going to see play. There's also a card, I haven't seen anybody talk about this one, but Usher of the Fallen is a single white it's a savannah line a single white two one but it's a spirit warrior Mm -hmm. and it has boast which means if it attacks you can pay one and a white to make a one one human warrior and the only reason i'm putting this card in there 
is as a potential spirit beater. There was this kid at Etsy who used to play like Bant Spirits, mm-hmm. which was like Hierarch with like Mausoleum Wanderer and um, you know some of the good two and three drop spirits, Spell Queller. Uh, I can't remember all the spirits that were in the deck, but there are some good spirits. There, there's like a one in a blue lord, like a two one flying lord spirit. Mm-hmm. There's the 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 uh, hexproof, not hexproof. Um, yeah, the hexproof um, two three for three that gives yeah. all your. It might be shroud. It might be hexproof. I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah, that that deck was honestly pretty decent. Like the the kid did reasonably well with it. So I just thought that this card was noteworthy as a, like a beater in the spirits deck. Not that I think that they're necessarily gonna want a white card. I think the blue count was always sort of an issue for that deck, but. It is something I think worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, there are a lot of changelings that were printed, so maybe, maybe tribal tribal decks picked up something incidentally with this set. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was looking. So the challenges for this week haven't been published yet. I was looking at the challenges from last week, and I was just like, man, I really don't want to talk about this. It's, it's been like the same for so long now, right? Like we're we're seeing. It would have been cool to see, like, you know, people incorporating some of the new cards. I saw somebody was definitely playing the Tibble, like the Shardless Tibble. Uh huh. But I don't really see any cards from this set. It's classic last words, but I don't really see any cards from this set, like, shaking up the meta, right? Oh, yeah, I think I think we're both in the same, the, the have the same idea with that. But yeah. again, every time we've said something like that, we've been wrong. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it shapes up. But overall, it's it's just sort of like you know the same, snow snowco, rug delver, oko land, hogak. Sort of situation we've been in for a while now, right? Yeah. Until I mean, like, yeah, we we've been we've been talking about things that we think should probably change for like a year or so, and they haven't. Um, now oko's broken on Magic Online, or it has been for a really long time. It has been fixed. Uh, it's kind of like a weird, weird time to have that unlimited account uh, yeah. going going active when everybody's just going to be getting like re- like league redemptions from Oko being broken. Yeah, bro. The uh, Canadian threshold pushed out a cast, and I I was curious what those guys were talking about because uh, they had like in their title something about the God accounts and like MTG finance or something. So, they actually had an amazing ad. Like it's really worth listening to if you uh, if you have the time to uh, listen to their blue stew ad. But they uh, they were talking about like the logistics of the God accounts and you know how 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 the economy could work if they you know went to a subscription model and drafting and stuff and the legalities of cash prizes and it's an interesting conversation we've talked about it before but like i was thinking listening to it i was just thinking about how like i think this sets out now on on moto and i just haven't drafted it yet all right well i'll check that cast out and uh and see what it's about yeah and, bro. uh yep i definitely check will sorry yeah. sorry i haven't listened to it yet sorry now they're they're uh they're they're good shit. But. They are. I okay. Have I told the story about how the the first time I went to Canada, I went to a house party where they were just making fun of Americans. No. Okay. So I went to uh, I went to a house party in Vancouver. Um, it was Vancouver? like a like a like a pretty pretty heavily, uh, um, like Asian group of friend makeup for the party. And it was what you would imagine, like a, like a twenty-five-year-old independent Asian with money would have their apartment be like, like yeah. flat-screen TVs, projectors, like actual full-size arcade machines. And when we walked in, like people were playing like poker and hanging out and everything. And in the background, you know how like usually you go to a party, somebody like puts a movie on. There are a bunch of people just like yeah. hanging out doing whatever, watching the movie. It's fucking Team America, and the whole time. <sighs> They're just sitting there, just like trashing Americans. <laughs> I'm like, listen. So anyway, I don't know Vancouver? where I was going with that, but but uh, I, we shouldn't be making fun of Canadians. That's what I was trying to say. Gotcha. 
What were you doing there, though? Uh, we, we don't need to talk about it. I, I, I lived in Vancouver for a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, almost, almost moved there permanently if things might have worked out a little bit differently. I was, oh, um, yeah, I was dating, dating a girl from Vancouver and she moved here, uh, for grad school and it sort of like, it didn't work out by the time grad school was over. So we kind of went our separate ways. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yep. No, I, um, I loved it. Like that, that West coast Canada, uh, area, like from Whistler to Cyprus, the only places I've ever been skiing have been West coast Canada. And it's just like ruined oh, dude, it. So nice. Absolutely ruined it for me. The first place I ever went skiing was Whistler. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. Um, yeah. yeah so I lived in, uh, in Yale town. It was, oh, uh, it was really nice. Yeah. Right by, right by the BC Lions stadium. It was like a really nice part of Vancouver. I think they're all nice, right? Like Vancouver's, I, I just picture it being yeah, like the, most, so, the cleanest, nicest. But city. It, a lot, so there's like, there's like a pretty big drug problem and homeless problem in Vancouver, really? and I, I don't know if it's like if it compares to some U.S. cities, but for uh, there there are some parts of Vancouver that like aren't super nice. Like I I don't think, I think Gastown was one of the not so nice areas. Okay. Um, but Vic, I mean Victoria is beautiful. The island is beautiful. I think there are just some parts of the city that you wouldn't say are are amazing, even though uh, compared to some of like the U.S. cities that have a problem like that, it's probably not as bad. What's it called, like Silver Island? What's that really nice island out there? I thought it was just called Vancouver Island. Maybe it is. Okay. Um, but they have the ferries that go between them, and it's just it's really nice. Yeah, I've seen them from the from the water, but I've never been over there. I want to go there someday. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did our honeymoon out there. Uh, I talked about I talked about that area so much that we went back, and that's when we got to go to Wizards, um, and we flew into Seattle, and we spent a few days with friends that we had there, uh, and then we did Vancouver, we did Whistler, we did uh, Victoria Island, and uh, or Vancouver Island in Victoria, and it was uh, it was a really nice trip. I want to go back eventually, but I don't know when when my life is going to get me back out there. Yeah. I feel you, bro. Come on, Grand Legacy Grand Prix in Vancouver. Yeah. How about just Grand Prix in general, right? Well, I mean, stand, we, standard Grand Prix can, like, go screw. I, bro, I, I you, still don't know yeah. if I go to a standard Grand Prix, but talking about a Legacy Grand Prix, come on. Bro, did you, uh... Well, all right. Speaking of standard Grand Prix, did you know if people are still playing modern? I think so. I talked to our buddy Tom Cairns today, and he's like, oh, I'm playing a modern league. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it just blows my mind every time I hear that people... I mean, they probably blows their mind people are still playing Legacy, right? Yeah, probably. I think I think my friend Mike still plays a lot of modern. Huh. Yeah, it's crazy. I would, like, I don't know why. It's just, like, because I, I guess I don't interact with the community in that way anymore. Like, I just don't see it, and it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. So it's sort of, like, uh, something that... I just forget exists, you know. Yep, no, but, it's uh, still there. I, I would I would probably go to a modern Grand Prix just for the just for the travel and yeah. going to see friends. I'd play like like Bogles or something stupid like that and just yeah. have a good time. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um shit. I forget where I was going with that, but Oh, I don't know. But I've been looking at like the magic card price price spikes recently. And getting oh, like no. like thinking about getting estimates for finishing my attic, I like I want to put a third bathroom in the house and uh, and and do some other things. And my wife was like, "Listen, we can't do that." And I'm like, "Listen, let me show you how much this tabernacle is worth." And she's like, "Why do you still have it? Why, <laughs> why do you still have it if we have third bathroom money? Come on." Shit, dude. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's probably a good time to sell, honestly. I, I mean, not if you're going to hold cash. I'd rather have magic cards than cash right now, but mm-hmm. if you're going to use it, it's probably not a bad time. Oh, I, dude, I, I actually have been playing magic, though. That's why I couldn't find my mic. That's why we struggled at the beginning of this uh, recording, because... How is this not the opener? Yeah, I, I know. I <laughs> had been using my microphone boom as a camera for like playing online. Because oh, I was playing in that, that you were dark playing like tournament. old school. Yeah, I was playing in that dark tournament, 
I got my ass handed to me because I didn't get the cards that I ordered online. Mm-hmm. But the next tournament coming up is Dark Homelands Fallen Empires. That sounds like sounds like the format that everybody played in the 90s when they first started <laughs> playing cards and those were the yeah. only packs you could get. Yep. Where you just like ordered ordered those cards and you got like a bunch of Order of the Evan Hands and him the Torax and you're like I guess I'll just play these cuz they're the least bad cards. They're pretty good cards, but yeah. Until you, you ran into a serrated arrows, but what do you what do you think the deck is, bro? In, the, in those sets. Oh, like, I don't know. Do you want me to like, you want me to take a look at what's going on with that? It's got to be. Like, is there like an aggressive red black goblin stack with like goblin grenade and then some black creatures that plays support with like uh, maybe like it's not alliances and no guerrilla tactics. Uh, him the tor him the torak, order of the ebon hand. Um, Brothers maybe, of Fire is probably a beast, right? Uh, I can't remember what Goblins of Fire does. No, Brothers of Fire. It's oh, Brothers red. of Fire is like one. That's my old roommate's pet card. He had like a hundred of them. It was yeah. a it was a one three for two red and one. And it's it one red, red two... for a two two. But it was a two two. Yeah, I think so. It's one red red for a two two, and you can pay one and one red red. And it deals one damage to any target and one damage to you. Oh, I'm thinking about Orcish Artillerists. Yeah, you're, you're combining I'm, that I'm, card I'm mixing them up. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if, like, if everything is one toughness, right, then that card seems like a beast. Well, I mean, you could just play Serrated Arrows, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. I'm actually kind of pumped about this, though. Like, I really like the uh, sort of novel constructed formats like like these uh these serious constraints on deck building right okay maybe there's like a uh like a i don't know some some big autumn autumn's willow deck I don't yeah know, bro something something stupid now you're thinking i like uh i like autumn willow how how is gilded drake 500 dollars right now is it really yeah i don't have i don't have any bro i checked oh that's sad. Yeah, it sucks. This is actually a, like a reasonable card. Oh yeah, I mean for EDH, it's it's probably amazing. No, I mean for like vile decks and legacy too. You think so? It's that that deck has been playing it like the Esper vile deck. Not that we've seen it. Yep. Since the the last, I don't know what really has changed. Maybe JTL is just not playing. <laughs> but I haven't really seen it pop up recently, but. Actually, in the somebody published like the year two thousand highest win percentages online for legacy challenges. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and JTL was pretty high up there, like sixty eight or sixty nine percent. Yeah, well, it, like the article, the the post was talking about how you see so many people throwing around like eighty percent plus win percentages, and they're like, "Listen, let me get you back to reality and show you that anything above seventy percent is like godly." So all yeah. of these people you hear on Twitter talking about, oh, 80% plus, they're, like, talking about really small sample sizes. They're talking about, yeah, two, one to two leagues, yeah. basically. It's like, it's just, it, it, that's not how it is. Yeah, I remember so looking back too. at, like, ELO Project and taking yeah. a look at your win percentage and being like, wow, the elite players are at 70%, and I'm at, like, 65 or whatever. How can <laughs> I get there? And it's just, yeah. like, it's so hard. It is, because that's, like, one game. You, you just think about it, like, the difference of one game out of 100 you know what i mean like 100 games how long does it take you to play 100 games at a grand prix like a full year you know what i mean so like the variance within games like you have to your sample size has to be so large before you really know what percentage of games you're winning Mm -hmm. so it is there's like an allure in there right because you're like oh i'm at 60 percent. i'm at 65 percent. like maybe you know, maybe I've just caught some bad variants and I'm really, like, a great player. Yeah. No, but, like, you you hit that 65, 67% and you realize that, like, you had really good variants to get there, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yep. it's just, yeah. That's, that's like, uh, that's the genius of the game, too, you know? Yeah, it, it gives everybody a chance. Yep. But, I don't know, man. It was pretty, it's pretty crazy to see too like because they did legacy they did modern and 
It might have been on standard too, actually. And seeing like the same names on all the lists, but also like they're some of the names that I'm afraid of in draft. Like some of the, the players that played the most in draft and, and had like really hard battles with in some formats. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, fuck, how much moto are these people playing? You know, <laughs> like uh, Canisters, one of them. Uh, well, I think there are some people that do it. McWin sauce. Do it. Do it as their job, right? Like yeah. they're they're there the amount of time that you're working like a full-time job probably more so that that's how that happens you know what i'm saying like the the most that i've ever played is maybe like maybe like 30 hours in a week when cube draft was around maybe it was a little bit higher because i was on vacation but like you you don't you don't do that on a regular basis right but it is just pretty wild to see people winning across formats and the fact that it's the same people playing these formats, you know. And actually, the Legacy Challenge on Saturday only had 57 players, which is kind of scary. I mean, is it scary, or is it just as there's other stuff going on? I don't know. It is the winter, so that's there's not like there's that much going on, but, I mean, maybe there was some sort of arena event or something. Maybe there was... Or, I mean, are you going to play in a uh, in a tournament that you know one of the most popular cards is bugged in? That's that's a big, yes. Like, what percentage point. of people do you think got uh, reimbursements for that? Not Probably a not insignificant amount. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. All right. I- I'm more willing to write it off now, given that information. I'm just trying to defend the format. Yeah. <laughs> but no, dude, honestly, like, this has been like the sort of, we keep coming back to this, but, you know, what's the impetus to play right now? Like, what's the, uh, we're in, it's funny because we're I'm playing in this dark tournament, like, that's the whole theme is like, it's the darkest month of the year and everything. We are in the, in a dark age though, right? I mean, I think it's so, just boredom, right? Like yeah. what's what's the impetus to play? Well, everybody's stuck at home doing nothing. You might as well play Magic. Right, but you're not playing. No, but I have other things to do. Right. So it was yeah. the impetus to play Magic over some other game, right? Well, because because Magic is a better game, because you like it more. I just sort of got roped into doing other things. If I if I wasn't, I'd be playing more Magic. Like if I lived, um closer to the Worcester area then I would probably be cube drafting every weekend I get text messages from from the guys who are who are cubing regularly and I I want to go back and do it it's so much fun but yeah. three hours in the car for me to do that isn't isn't reasonable for me to do every week I guess maybe it is yeah, and I'm just not cool. doing it and I'm an awful friend but yeah I don't know man this is just the first set where I wasn't drafting it literally the the hour that it came on Moto. Yeah. This is the first set in a long time, probably since Ixalan, that I haven't been drafting it right when it came out. Yeah, I I always used uh, Magic Online as a tool to test for paper. So if there's no paper event, I I don't really have a ton of reasons to get online. And obviously, like, when, when I felt like I was in it with my deck choice and sort of really dialed into the format, I was playing a lot more. But uh, but I haven't I haven't played serious Legacy on Moto in in a few years at least. Um, my my Moto has basically just been Cube. Yeah, I I can't get past like I feel like Commander Legends was actually really bad. Like uh, like I, you know, impact I played, wise. Well, I did I did like two or three I think three drafts online mm-hmm. of that set, and I opened like an opposition agent and I. Like, didn't lose tickets, you know, the voting system was bullshit, but there was one that I won, just like, I don't know why people voted for me, but they did. Oh, dude, did I ever tell that story? Fuck, I don't think I ever told that story. All right, let's hear the story. The, the last Commander Legends draft I did. <laughs> there, was, there was three of us left, and it was a situation where I, I was just fucked. There was literally, like... A, there was no way I could survive this turn. 
and I'm getting swung at by this one guy who's like doing all the talking and the the other player in the game hasn't really said anything and hasn't posed much of a threat so nobody's really attacked and it's been me versus this other guy basically and all of a sudden this this one guy <laughs> the, the the third player who hadn't said anything all game just like you know he's got 10 mana or whatever he just taps out and terrors all the creatures that are attacking me and just just makes this like suicide charge to save me <laughs> and and effectively make me the winner of the game well you voted for him right or for them how do you know it was a guy because it was but he uh he messaged me uh right right at the same time i got like a message on moto yeah he was like for the guild and i was like what the fuck for the guild what are you talking like i thought it was a joke you know but apparently i'm i'm in some sort of guild on on moto you're in a clan clan there you go yeah i don't think i'm in a clan i got added to this clan because like i was like one of the trophy leaders in a draft format (laughs) <laughs> and there's like a discord there's like all this stuff going on with the clan and they all there's like this whole debate this like long-standing two-year-long debate about whose alt account i am and nobody <laughs> believes me that i'm not someone named nick and and that i'm i'm this player named nick's alt account and like no nothing i say can convince them that i'm not whoever they think i am at that moment like okay. nobody thinks i'm a distinct person they all think that I'm someone else fucking with them. It's just like crazy world, bro. It was like that that parasite, that that Korean movie from last year, where like I I can't convince them that I'm a real human being, and anything I do just digs the hole deeper. So I just gave up after you know half an hour or whatever. Well, I mean, you should tell them about the podcast, and then have them come <laughs> up with like an even more crazy conspiracy about how you've yeah. been setting everything up for more than two years just to like just to turn it on them after they've heard this podcast. Yeah. Dude, I wish that I, the story was even better than I'm selling it right now. I wish that I had told it at the time because I don't remember the details anymore. But anyway, what I was trying to say is I played Moto almost every day for like years, you know, for like two or three years. And since those Commander Legends drafts, I haven't touched it in whatever. It's been two months, ten weeks, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's been... I didn't, like, I only I only drafted that in paper. And I didn't... I probably liked it more than you playing online. But I didn't like it a uh, uh, too much either. So I wouldn't... I don't know. Maybe, maybe that kind of turned you off. Um, but it, it didn't seem like a super great draft format yeah well it's all like at the subconscious level though like it's not like i i'm thinking about you know i'm just thinking about why i haven't played in, in i mean is it just like christmas and holidays that's what i would have thought but uh, you know i i didn't get in last week because of you know the new set came out and i still haven't gotten in so i don't know man i think that that experience really left a bad taste in my mouth maybe well, you moved, it was the holidays, and you got a new job. Yeah, the new job is actually the start of it. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would really just think that the reasoning doesn't have anything to do with um, that draft format, even though it like wasn't, wasn't great. Um, it probably just has to do with your life events and all that. That's yeah, coming, sure. coming from the voice of reason. You're probably right about that. I, I forgot about the new job thing. That's actually exactly what it is, because there's no way I can... Well, you've been... Like, when we've talked on uh, on Monday nights, you've just seemed, like, so exhausted. Yeah. If that's bro. just the word for it. Like, I get like that sometimes, but I'm, like, I'm out of shape with some with some other things going on, and, uh, and it just seems really rough for you. It, it has been rough. It's getting a little better now, but... Uh, one of the reasons that I felt so energetic today is a lot of people are traveling to uh-huh. Arizona for this like sort of week we have coming up. So you get to meet some people? Yeah, I, I do next week. But basically, I was sort of working on my own today and got stuff done on like a normal East Coast time zone schedule. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm working on like West Coast time zone schedules. So like I'm not finishing up until like 730, 8 o'clock. 
So it just like shifts the whole day, you know what I mean? So like yeah. when we go to record at nine, I'm just fucking beat. Like I'm the way that I would feel at like six, you know. Oh, I hear you. I um uh my work schedule kind of changed. Like we have like extra contractual hours we're supposed to do after school. And uh and for this year they were kind my school was kind of like, Okay, we understand it's a challenge for everybody. We're really not gonna like monitor that time. Uh, we understand you're doing so much work on your own. You can kind of like, uh, you can kind of have that time as a break. So that was the time that my kid usually takes a nap. And I was getting like, uh, I was actually getting like a little bit of a nap, which was great. And now that we're doing that time, that time is over as soon as he wakes up. So I'm doing like six in the morning till midnight on, uh, on Tuesdays. It's not as late on Mondays, but it's just like, it's brutal, and I can't really catch up on Jeez. sleep on the weekend because my kid is up at the crack of dawn. He's yeah. excited. He wants to hang out. And, like, I'm just old, and I don't have energy. Yeah, that's fucking brutal, man. You you sleep, like, reasonably well, though, right? Mm. As soon as I hit the bed, yeah. I'm out. But it takes me so long to, like, actually wake up in the morning. Like, my eyes will be open, and I'll be standing up. Right. But I'm not awake, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're probably waking up, like, not, you know, in the middle of a... Like a REM cycle? Yeah. Yep. That, I mean, that makes sense. That happens to me sometimes, and it's it's brutal. It takes, like, hours to get out of that. But, nah, dude, I, I, I don't fall asleep. Like, I... Sometimes I fall asleep within, like, ten minutes, but... Yep. Oh, I've been taking, uh... Like, or I ordered, uh, Adrenafil. I don't know what that is, actually. Uh, you know Modanafil? Modafinil? Modafinil. Yeah. Okay, they make a supplement that is the precursor to Modafinil that your body processes and turns into it. So it's like it's like a scheduled prescribed drug in some other countries, but it's not in the U.S. So you can order it as a nootropic. Really? Yeah. Huh. Sometimes I take those in the morning. But it only lasts for like twelve hours, um, yeah. and you definitely can't go to sleep on it. Bro, you can order modafinil in the U.S. too, by the way. Wait, really? I thought it was prescribed. I, I, it is prescribed for narcolepsy, yeah. But you can just order it also. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm we gonna can, cut this. We can and sidebar this conversation. It. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's talk about it. It's gonna be another like Arrowhead Vault episode. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's for research purposes it only. It definitely shows up at your doorstep if you. I got you. I was having this conversation with my family about like how I almost bought Bitcoin in like 2012 and how much yeah. it was, and I was trying to like explain how like how I almost bought a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin because of Silk Road, but not say Silk Road. Anyway. I've blocked those memories out of my mind. <laughs> imagine, like, imagine like your change things. from maybe a transaction on Silk Road in 2012 could be worth like $20 million right now. Bro, Just think so about it, man. Just think about it. The only, like the, the <laughs> one thing that saves me from going down that road is an email that I sent in like 2013 where I recommended one of my friends sell Bitcoin at $100. So I, I'm like, okay, I would have sold it at a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, for I sure. Mean? And so like when that, it, when that it was like, saves I would have sold it at three thousand. I would have sold it at whatever. And just seeing right. it today, sitting at thirty two thousand dollars, I'm just like, that I, saves I my sanity. Change, is man. knowing I would have sold out I, at a hundred. I could have had change. Yep. And right, I could have had. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, everybody. That's a joke. <laughs> jokes we're, we're irony bros <laughs> all right you want to wrap this bro if people want to find you on twitter you can finally see smiley mtg uh dead at gmail.com if you want to be the next evan we will read your email on the podcast uh ian18125 on twitter dead on twitter and that's a wrap